Greetings, creeps, and welcome to Horror Girl Problems, the podcast slash videocast. Thanks for listening, Mom and Nephew Noah. It's my freaking birthday, so I've got this nifty hat on that I'm not going to keep on for this whole time. I just did it for the intro. Do it for the gram. So I had grand plans of inviting friends on for a uh, virtual month-long birthday party. We're towards the end of the month. That did not happen. <laughs> but I've been doing a lot of other fun things, you know? So it's a, it was a trade-off. But I am happy to be back for this episode. I always knew that I was going to be doing Horror Girl Problems full-time while I was able to. Um, but I knew that that was eventually going to turn into part-time. And here we are. We have arrived at the part-time episodes. Make no mistake, I'm a full-time horror girl, but part-time doing these episodes. <laughs> and for good reason. I mean, I'm literally getting to live my dream. So no complaints here. But I'm excited to be back with you all for this episode. Birthday episode. Okay, I've never done a Q&A episode before, so I asked you to send in cues for my A's, and uh, I was worried that I would get, you know, maybe no responses or like two questions or something. But you guys sent in enough questions for a full episode, so I will work my way through those and uh, we'll see how it goes. So here we go. Birthday Q&A. Okay. Taking that, taking that hat off. Okay. All right. Let's pull up the cues. Cues, cues, cues. All right, first up, Mark Breeskies. What was your first exposure to the horror genre that made you realize you were always horror girl problems? Getting deep right off the bat. Okay, I should have picked like a cheeseburger question. <laughs> Let's see, okay. This goes way, way back. Uh, my mom likes to tell this story of when I was quite young, we took a family trip to Universal Studios um, back then. A family trip was just me and my mom and my dad because it was just the three of us, a trio. Um, that's how long ago this story is from. Took a family trip to Universal Studios. I guess we were sitting on the tram waiting for it to take off for that studio tram tour. And unbeknownst to me, I would think I was facing my parents and Frankenstein's monster comes to the side of the tram and like is just waiting for me to see him. So I turn and I see him, and I guess I, like, for a split second, like, freaked the fuck out, and then just started, like, smiling and giggling and enjoyed it, and my mom likes to tell that story as the moment where she was like, oh, this, this kid, okay, but I feel like that just so perfectly exemplifies my personality and how I feel about horror now as an adult. I mean, that's why I go to haunts. That's why I watch horror movies. There's that instant of like a, and then it's just so like fun and amazing after that. You just kind of like flooded with, um, I do, I do a nervous giggle, like a nervous laugh. Um, and it's just so fun, but that just, it just like floods you with like these like endorphins. Um, so I think, I think that was the, the birth of it all. You know, I think I was always a creep, but I think that was the moment that really was like, Oh, horror girl problems for sure. <laughs> Ah, and hold on, because this is kind of cool. Okay, I'm back. So on that trip, my parents obviously realized my affinity for monsters. My dad is a lifelong monster kid, um, so I, I imagine that was probably kind of exciting for him. He was probably stoked on that. But on that trip to Universal Studios, my parents got me this guy, and I still have him, and I love him, and he's my favorite. <laughs> So yeah, that's the story. That's the Horgo Problems origin story. Thank you, Mark Breeskies, for that very insightful question. 
For those of you who don't know, Mark Brieskies is my little brother, so I'm kind of shocked that he sent such a thoughtful question in. No offense, Marky, I love you. Great question. <laughs> okay. Tristan Filth. Halloween Horror Nights or Not Scary Farm? Fuck. I'm very much not an or girl. I'm very much an and girl. ¿Por qué no los dos? That's, you know, that's kind of my motto. But if you're forcing me to choose, ugh, I really love both of them. Um, I think I'll go with Universal's Halloween Horror Nights. That was my first haunt um, when I was a teenager. Like, Halloween has always been, like, for me and my dad, that's been, like, our thing forever. We used to hang out in the garage months before Halloween, building whatever my costume was going to be, or, like, making a mask um, for that year. And when I say we were building, I mean I was, like, handing him tools, like a little assistant. I can't do any of that shit. It's on my dad. But my first big haunt, it was just me and my dad. We went to Universal Halloween Haunt, so that one's pretty special to me. And they get really cool licensing for that too, you know, I guess maybe that's kind of an unfair advantage. Um, they had the Shining Maze a few years back, and to this date, that's my favorite maze that I've ever gone through because I, I fucking love The Shining, who doesn't? Um, but I felt like I had stepped into the movie. Like, it wasn't just a haunt, I felt like it was like this full-on experience of like living the movie, like being in the Overlook, so... My answer is both, but if you're making me choose, I'm gonna go with Universal. Next question, the Des, do you wear socks with your boots? <clears throat> Listen, I don't want to offend anybody here, but yes, I wear socks always because I'm not a maniac. <laughs> if you guys have never noticed this, this is a, this is a point of contention. Um, in the movie, The Love Witch, I love it, but there's a scene where she takes off her shoes, not just shoes, boots, I'm sorry, she takes off her boots there's no socks, just bare. She's just raw dogging it in the boot. And I just, I, I can't fathom that. Do any, does anybody out there, do you guys wear boots with no socks? I don't want to shame you. I'm just, I, I, it's not, it's not for me personally. So yes, my answer being a fuck yes, I wear socks with boots. I wear socks with everything, except sandals, sometimes sandals. What are three things that would help lure you into joining a cult? <laughs> ah, <clears throat> I'm too easy on this one. Uh, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make myself a target here by giving this answer. <laughs> okay, so I always wanted to go away to summer camp uh, when I was a kid. My mom's response to that was always, I'm sorry that we want to hang out with you and spend time together as a family for summer vacation, which I get it. Thank you. We had great family vacations and I'm appreciative of that. But it was always that like the grass is always greener thing. And I saw summer camps in movies and I just always thought that was so like cinematic and cool and it felt like a rite of passage experience. Um, so basically anything that kind of feels like that, like this communal fun summer camp, sleepaway camp kind of vibe, not Sleepaway Camp the movie, I'm not talking about slasher vibes, that's not, that's how to get me to not join your cult. Um, but anything that seems like, oh look at this, it's a sense of community and it's so positive, we're having so much fun. A lot of the cults that I've come across that I'm like, oh, I'm in danger, um, they have that kind of vibe to it, you know what I mean? Also, if it was a hot girl recruiting me, listen, I'm, <laughs> it'd be a good way to get me to kind of at least, like, 
entertain it or at least like show up to something before realizing that I was at a cult meeting. And then I would have to call my dad to come and get me because call your dad, you're in a cult. I guess for the third thing would probably be... Would organized fun count under the, the camp vibes that I already mentioned? Um, I'm a sucker for organized fun. Love that shit. Um, but good food. Yeah. Yeah, good food. That's like the, that's the trifecta to like ensnare me. So um, I hope this has not made me a target for any cults. And I'm actually, to be perfectly honest, I think I'm way more likely to start my own cult rather than joining a cult. Um, I prefer to kind of like make my own rules um, rather than abide by the rules of others. So there's that. So maybe I'm not like that much in danger of joining a cult, but those are the things that would like kind of entice me or make me like kind of like second guess it just for a moment, entertain it, you know? Okay, next question. Who's your favorite nephew? Hmm. This is tough. I'm gonna have to think on this one for a bit, I think. You know what, I'm just, we'll call it, I'm gonna go with, uh, we'll go with Nephew Noah. <laughs> Favorite nephew, final answer, Nephew Noah. Rainaroo, top three burgers. Mm. This is kinda hard. I think I was, I was just talking about this the other day and I think like, I feel like I have my list and then I forget it or I change it. Um, okay, top three burgers. This is not necessarily in order. These are just interchangeable on my list of top three depending on my mood and what I'm feeling at the moment. Okay, so 25 degrees inside of the Roosevelt Hotel. Amazing, it is, ooh, it's, like, it's like a buttery, melty kind of burger and it's so good. Um, so messy like it's so juicy that it's just like a, a full-on fucking mess like it just like drips down um bonus this is not a burger but it pairs so well with the burger and it makes a difference they have orange floats it's my like i know root beer floats are like the thing um i was never super big on them but an orange float oh, tastes just like a creamsicle and it's so good so you can get an orange float there and one of the best fucking burgers in la so yes 25 degrees roosevelt hotel Another on that list is Father's Office. That is an impeccable burger. They don't allow any modifications because they're just like, no, this is the way the gods intended it and that's how you will eat it. And they're not wrong. And for my third option, this is actually, this is a toss up. Um, I'm either gonna just keep it simple with In-N-Out. I fucking love In-N-Out Burger. It's, it's, it's cheap, it's simple, it's basic, and it's delicious. And for me, I think the truly best, best burgers, they don't need a lot of fancy shit on it. It's just, if it's a good burger, it's a good fucking burger. And In-N-Out has a good fucking burger. However, I do love a smash burger. And there's this local uh, little pop-up, Dave's Smash Burger. Shout out to them because they are serving up some seriously delicious shit. So toss it between In-N-Out and Dave's Smash Burger. All right. Next question. If you were given the death penalty, what would your last meal be? It's gonna, it's gonna be cheeseburger, but I'm, it, since it's my last meal, I feel like I'm allowed uh, to get a little more extravagant with it. So it would be cheeseburgers, but also spaghetti meatballs. Hell yes, that would, yeah. Final answer, cheeseburger and spaghetti meatballs, not mixed together, separately to be enjoyed as like a side and a meal, you know? I told you, I'm not an or girl, I'm an and girl.
girl. <laughs> Have you ever said Bloody Mary in front of a mirror? Fuck no. I absolutely have not. Listen, I don't mess with that stuff. I don't tempt it. I don't tease it. I don't need to invite anything negative in or have like the off chance that something is going to like attach itself to me or haunt me or hunt me. Mm -mm. I've watched way too many horror movies to get involved with any of that kind of shit. So definitely no. Have you guys? I mean, it was a big thing in elementary school. Like I knew kids that were doing it, but even back then I was like, uh-uh, not about that life. Which horror movie scarred you for life? Mm. I guess I have two answers for this one, um, but they both kind of factor in like the movie paired with then like real life experience that makes it extra scarring. Some of you may have heard me tell this particular story before because it's, um, it's a big one for me, uh, but It, the miniseries It, um, that one fucked me up and it wasn't necessarily because of the movie. I mean, I was, I was scared as shit of the movie. I was, I was probably a little bit too young to watch, but like I said, I was very into horror from a very young age and my parents understood that. There's a lot of stuff I wasn't allowed to watch, um, but the It miniseries was gonna be on TV, so it's safe, right? And my dad's a big Stephen King fan. So my parents agreed to let me watch this. After watching the first part of it, yeah, obviously, I, w I was a fucking child and it's it's scary. He's hunting children and eating them. Yes, that's, that's terrifying, that's scarring. So I think it was like the next day after watching the first part of the miniseries, one of my chores, we lived in a two-story house. One of my chores was to take the laundry from like upstairs down into the laundry room. It wasn't a basement, like we didn't have basements uh, really where I grew up, but it felt like a basement, you know? Uh, and I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to go downstairs. And my mom was like, listen, like if you're not, if you're not gonna do your chores because you're too scared because you're watching this movie, you're not gonna be allowed to watch scary movies anymore. And that was like horrific. Like that's worse than a death sentence, right? So I like gather up the laundry in my arms and like, pepping myself at the top of the stairs to like go down and like do this. So I run down, we had like two flights of steps. It was like, you run down one flight and you're at a landing, run down a second flight and then you're down on the first floor. You have to run down the hallway and then kind of like through this other little den room and then the laundry room is in like the back, the bottom and the back of the house essentially. So it could not be in a scarier location. So I run down the laundry in my arms, I throw it into the room. I didn't even put it in the hamper. So it was like, I might as well have just not done the chore in the first place because I didn't do it right. So I was probably gonna get in trouble for it anyway because I didn't do what I was supposed to do. Would not step foot into the laundry room. I just launched this like pile of clothes and it flew everywhere. Turn around, run back to the stairs. When I get to the bottom of that first flight of steps, there's a clown waiting for me there. My dad put on a fucking clown wig and a clown nose and is standing waiting for me at the base of the stairs. And I don't, honestly, I don't know how I didn't shit my pants. <laughs> um, I froze. My fight or flight instinct was not strong yet in those days. So I just froze. And then it was like a cartoon character. Like I just felt like the, like the scream like worked its way up as I became unfrozen, like from my feet to my head as I'm like shaking and I like screamed. And then that's when I like scooby-dooed it. My feet fi just finally started going and I ran up the stairs. My mom hears me screaming. 
so she comes to the top of the stairs to see what the hell and I like just jump into her, her arms and my dad is just like cracking up and like losing his shit um so yeah that was that was quite uh scarring we'll say I mean maybe it brought you what you see before you today so maybe I have my dad to thank for that but yeah that uh I, I would say that was that was pretty scarring my second answer I'm hesitant to say this because I feel like uh, I, I don't want it to ever be used against me, um, but chainsaws, I can't, I can't do it. I, I hear a chainsaw at a haunt and it's inevitable. What, what haunt doesn't somehow incorporate at least one chainsaw? None, it like doesn't exist. Uh, but I, I hear a chainsaw and I just, again, like that Scooby-Doo thing takes effect and I just, I just go like, and I, I don't have control over it. Like, I feel like I just lose control over my body. I hear the chainsaw or I see the chainsaw and my feet just, and I just take off. So I'm going to say Texas Chainsaw Massacre scarred me pretty deeply. I watched the remake before watching the original. I took my little sister to see the remake in the theater when it came out, actually. And I just remember very early on in the movie, we just like both like looked at each other and we were like, I don't know if we can last this whole movie. Like, I don't know if I can do this, but we did. We stuck it out. Um, am I scarred because of it? Yes. Scarred from both the remake and the original. But yeah, um, I can't, I can't fuck with chainsaws. Can't do it. Even when I just hear one going off outside, um, it gives me a lot of anxiety and I'll be like, why do I, whew, I feel very like worked up and anxious. And then I realize that I just like subconsciously there's, there's a chainsaw off in the distance that I hear. And it's like, fuck, it's just like making me like, <laughs> you know, so yes, scarred for life. <laughs> what are you superstitious about? Ah, uh, hmm. This is an interesting one because I don't necessarily think I'm super superstitious. I'm only a little stitious. Uh, but at the same time, it kind of goes back to that Bloody Mary thing. I don't tempt or taunt or give anything, any reason to like, you know, I, I don't need proof of something. Like if you're like, eh, don't walk under that ladder because it's, you'll get bad luck or whatever. I'm not the kind of person who's like, oh yeah, we'll see about that and needs to walk under the ladder. Like I'm like, it's not necessarily that I think it's gonna bring me bad luck if I do it, but I also like, why? Like, why do I need to, to actively do that if there's a path for me to not do that? Then I'm not gonna do it. So I don't know if we would count that as me being superstitious or it's just like, I don't ever feel the need to test the limits of things like that, you know? Why fuck with it? Uh, will you marry me? Ha ha ha. <laughs> um, I don't know. I guess we'll see, right? Uh, what's your dowry like? Depends on that. <laughs> also, you got to tell me your best joke and your favorite horror movie. These are important things, important questions. Would you rather get bitten by a vampire or bitten by a zombie? Too easy, vampire. At least I feel like there's still an element of me that exists and remains if turned into a vampire. I know maybe I would be a bloodthirsty beast and like eat everybody that I care about. Um, but I'd like to think that you retain some level of who you are and you can kind of maybe then choose or not, you know, to control those like bloodthirsty urges. A zombie, you're just, you're not even you anymore. You can't have a conversation. You have no personality. You're just brain dead and you're just a body walking around. 
wanting to feast upon people that you probably loved at some point and strangers too. So yeah, easy, zombie, <laughs> vampire. I would never want to be a zombie unless there is a way that I could do it where it's like I'm not eating people and I had some sort of like self-control. Also, that's a very scary thing that like complete loss of control. And I guess you can get that with a vampire or a zombie, but at least with the vampire, I, I feel or have the illusion that maybe you would be able to exercise some amount of self-control if you wanted to. What's your most favorite out of the whole Friday the 13th franchise? Ooh, that's a good one. Friday the 13th is one of my absolute favorite franchises. Might be my favorite of all, but um, mm, I'm going to say Friday the 13th for the final chapter. That Crispin Glover dance, man. Come on, dead fuck. I live for that. I live for it. So yeah, there's a few, I mean, ah, no, I'm going to stick, <laughs> I'm going to overthink this and then I'm not going to give an answer at all because, and over or, always, but I'm going to stick with it. Friday the 13th for the final chapter. I also really love part six. Four and six are my favorites, but uh, I'll go with four, 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 final answer, done. Okay. <laughs> okay, last question. Opinions on horror being the last true indie genre. Mm, I don't think that's true. I mean, obviously there are all of these elements to it that make it so like specifically a genre. Like it is its own fucking thing, distinct. There's so many indie films in general and a lot of great indie filmmakers that are not at all working in the horror realm. So I would not agree with that statement. Is it my favorite one? Yes. Is it maybe the best one? Also, yes. But I wouldn't say it's the only remaining true indie genre. There's a lot of great like coming of age uh, indie dramas and comedies um, that are very, I, I feel like they're kind of enjoying a bit of like a little bit of a resurgence and a renaissance right now. So yes, I do not, I do not agree that horror is the last true indie genre. There's other filmmakers out there doing some cool shit in the indie space outside of the horror genre. All right, thank you so much to everyone who sent in questions. I was, I, I was like, I don't know if I could do a Q&A episode because I don't know if people are going to send in questions for me to answer in the first place, so that would be weird. Um, but no, you guys totally showed up. Thank you, and you sent some really good questions in. I had to really think kind of hard about some of those, so thank you for that. I have so much to say about Fear Street that it just needs to be its own episode, but I am freaking out about it. I hope you all have watched it. If you haven't, check it out. Honestly, it's so fun and smart and charming and wonderful. Every once in a while, I come across a movie that kind of reminds me why I love movies in the first place. Movies are magic. Not every movie can recapture that for me or make me feel that. But when I find something that makes me feel the way I felt, like when I was like a teenager watching horror films, um, it's just, that's, that's a really special thing. And that's kind of what this series did for me. Like they just knocked it out of the park. Um, I will dedicate a separate episode to that, maybe a panel or something, um, because I just have so much to say about the series. But for now, watch it, watch it, watch it, watch it. Yeah, I was, a, I was expecting to enjoy it. I was expecting it to be fun. I was not expecting to feel all of the things that it made me feel and to me that's 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 movie magic baby that's magic that's why I seek this stuff out it's why I love this stuff you know so 
in the rare occurrence when something like that comes along, it is very special. So check it out. All right, that's it. Birthday Q&A, thank you so much. If you wanna get me a birthday present, uh, I do have a request for you. Let somebody know that they matter to you, that they're important to you, that they, that they factor into your life in a meaningful way. That's, that's what I would ask of you. Uh, if you have the means to donate, um, then donate to a cause that's important to you. You know, just something cool. Just maybe do something a little extra today to try and like brighten up the, the space that we're all sharing here together, you know? And that can, that can honestly be as seemingly small as telling somebody that they matter to you. It may seem like a small thing. You don't know how that person's going to receive it. That could make their whole fucking week, their whole fucking month, you know? That is my birthday ask of you, should you choose to accept it. All right, that's all I got. Obviously, these are not going to be weekly episodes anymore, but I'm gonna try and do like two a month, do like an every other week kind of thing. Um, I'm still keeping the Horror Girl Hotline open. So thank you to everyone who called. I have a couple of lists that I'm making for you based off of the last prompt. Um, so make sure I'll post about that. So check those out. And I'm going to change the prompt right now because I want to know your favorite birthday horror movies. So I don't know that we have a ton to choose from. I'm curious. Uh, maybe you guys will tell me about some that I've never heard of. So we'll make a list of that. Um, but yes, I love getting to interact. The hotline has been super fun. Like I just, I laugh my ass off when I listen to these things. So thank you for that. Um, yeah. Okay. That's really, that's all I got. Um, thank you for hanging out. Uh, I'll catch you next time. I gotta change it rather than next week for some more spooky shit. We got to switch it up. I'll catch you next time for some more spooky shit. So let's try it out. This is the first, this is the first time trying out the new closing segment. All right. So here we go. New ending. You're witnessing it right now, here, live, kind of. I'll catch you next time for some more spooky shit. How was that? Was it okay? <laughs>